Coach Ferb's out here with my main man, Alex Tuccio, a.k.a. Lucky Luciano, and we're back, Lucky, for episode four. Episode four of The Real Baller Show, and um, I'm excited about the, some of these topics we're going to get at today. How you been, Alex? Uh, we just, I just saw you the other day, and uh, you came to New York from Boston. How was your trip? Yeah, it, it was good. It was good to see you. We were uh, shouting at some people at, uh, where was it, Washington Square Park? Which yeah, park was yeah, that? Yeah, that's in, the, the, in the West park. Village, right next, right across the street from NYU. We were down there hanging out and enjoying the day. It was good to see you, my friend. It was always good to see you. Yeah, likewise. And uh, we jumped on live and uh, talked a little bit with some people. Um, so it was all good. It was all good. Back in Boston now and uh, ready to dive into things here. For sure, for sure. I know that today... Um, what we, what we wanted to kind of go back to, uh, the beginning and, and some of the, the topic kind of, we want to go tackle today is finding your why, right? Finding our why, our why is people, our why is players, why we play, uh, our why is coaches, why we coach, our why is hitting instructors, our why is pitching instructors. Why are we doing these things? And, and, and really, um, understanding that because I think that it's, it, it's so key. In, in our approach to how we develop as players, as coaches, as people to understand why we're doing certain things. I think sometimes people were just doing things to do them. And so those are some of the things that when we get in touch with that stuff and understand like, why am I really doing this? It can really help us grow as a person. Um, I'd like, for instance, why did you play, Alex? You, you played, you, I know you went to Seton Hall and you, you, you played, you had a college career and things. And why did you start playing? Why did you play? Yeah. So, I mean, I was always an athletic kid. I was always a big kid. Like even since I was a baby, like I just, if you look at pictures of me or, or home videos or whatever, um, like I was just, I was just built, you know what I mean? I was built like an athlete and always did a lot of different things growing up. Like I'm talking like five, six years old, like, you know, always shooting hoops in the, in the driveway and things like that. You know, probably like most kids who, who listen to this or most parents who have kids. Um, and I don't know, just baseball was kind of the one thing, the one activity that, uh, I could tell I just was good at, you know, despite playing soccer and uh, playing basketball in the neighborhood and things like that. Like I was above average at all of them at a young age, but I just stuck with baseball because it just made sense. And um, that's why I was excited to record this episode with you is uh, I think I was a guy uh, who just didn't really know why I was doing it. I knew what I was doing. Uh, I knew I had the ability. Uh, I knew I had the drive to, uh, you know, put in the extra work, uh, you know, find people to play catch with me. Uh, throw me batting practice, you know, play wiffle ball even. Uh, like I knew I had all that figured out, uh, but I just kind of stuck with it, you know, through 10, 11, 12, Little League, you know, on through Babe Ruth and my town was kind of the, the 13 to 15 range. Uh, and then high school hit and did, it went by in a blur. Did baseball, you know? can I ask you something? Did baseball, like hitting, throwing, catching a ball, did, did, did most of that stuff, do you always remember it coming a little bit easier to you or did you feel like it was always a struggle? Yes, it was 100% always easy for me. Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, fast forwarding a lot in the story to kind of the end of my career, I wasn't I lost that joy, you know, like when you're a kid, and it's as simple as playing wiffle ball in the yard, and you hit a bomb off your buddy, you know, he flicks one in there with a wiffle ball, it's a curveball, whatever, like you get that pure sensation, like the feeling of that became fewer and farther in between. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to be a part of a conference championship winning team at the D1 level in 2014 and you know I went to the NCAA tournament and got to play at TCU and won one game there and, and things like that and those were obviously extreme highs 
uh, at the highest level I was able to reach and also played elite summer ball in college. I played in the NECBL, uh, which is kind of a step right below the Cape for two years. Also playing the Alaska League. So like these were the very few highlights, but on a day to day basis, it just, uh, I think because I didn't have that why, uh, in the front of my mind, I thought that I did, but I don't think it was deep enough. And I don't think I, uh, kind of channeled my energy in the right way where I got, I, I kind of hit a wall where I thought my ability was going to be what carried me all the way through, you know, all the way to the draft, all the way to getting signed and all the way to the big leagues. And I think a lot of kids think that way, but. What I learned very fast is there's a there's definitely a big difference between uh, high school and college and kind of having that perspective uh, in terms of why you're playing uh, when those bad times and it's not just slumps it's just getting up and going to morning lift you know going to practice and just grinding it out um, you know if if you hit 300 at the college level you're most likely going to get signed if you're a career 300 hitter especially the D1 level. So it's it's very challenging to maintain that level of success that uh, a lot of our listeners are probably finding or not finding at the high school level. And so um, by having that why kind of in the front of your mind uh, definitely can can help elevate you uh, beyond just your abilities. Well, you know I, what I mean? You know, one of the things that I that I heard when you were talking there, when you said one of the things that stuck out of me was was when you said I lost a joy at a certain age. And and um, a lot of us, you know, as coaches, too. It's very difficult to go back and remember things about our childhood that brought us joy sometimes. If you get if we get caught up in life and taking care of responsibilities, family, you know, when that old saying of, you know, when I became a man, I took child I put childish things aside, it's it's mm-hmm. it's 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 out there for a reason is because when you start viewing the world a different way, it's very hard to stay in touch with what that feeling was like and why we were actually playing. But I would tell you is that the more that I've been around coaching and, and, and looking at um, why some of that happens is that at the little, after the Little League level, think about what happens after Little League level and still in high school, but the game becomes more transactional, okay? The game after Little League, think about Little League, you pay minimal, almost nothing to play. I think you just join your local league. The coaches are volunteers, right? Mm-hmm. So it's non-transactional in the way that I give you something and you give me something in return, right? So, so, so what I see happening uh, more and more these days is not only do players have to find their way, but our coaches like myself, I, I have to find my why, way, my why. And the reason why we have to do that is because um, a lot of times, you know, we expect players for, from a coaching standpoint. We constantly ask players. This is what I see. We ask players. We expect them to give us a hundred percent, right? When you show up to the yard, I expect you to give me a hundred percent, right? A hundred percent effort, a hundred percent eye contact, hundred percent attention, focus, energy. That's what we expect as coaches. When I look at, it looks very one. That's a very one way. It's a very one way type of deal there because when I look at a lot of the coaching that goes on, it doesn't seem like their 100% is being given back to the player. Meaning, if I'm expecting 100% from my player and I'm not giving him 100% as a coach, meaning as a coach, am I looking for new ways to develop athletes on a daily basis or am I just coaching the same way that I've been coaching for the last 10 years? No difference. 
Nothing changes. I'm not looking to develop any new ideas or concepts, ways to develop players, way to connect with players, way to build relationships with players, not looking at any of the stuff or that, that's out there. It's just I'm set in this one way. Am I giving 100% as a coach to give my players looks to the next level? Meaning, am I reaching out to colleges when needed? Am I doing things in every single way, giving 100% of the things that I can do because my players, I expect them to do the same. So I think that's really something to keep in mind is saying, and, and, and unfortunately, when our why, and a lot of times we, we can't at the college level, why coaches coach, they may love the game. I'm not saying they don't, but why they coach is obviously to win a national championship. That's why you're coaching, right? For the most part. Yeah, you were developed. They, they'll say they're developing players and developing talent and this and that and, 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 and building men and all this other stuff. But, um, in order to keep your job, you got to win. Right. And, um, right. We, we really have to, have to keep an eye on that as far as, you know, understanding what coach, if, if, if you're, if I'm a coach and all I'm here to do is just make money, that's it. I'm here for, to do my, my, uh, lessons every week and it's for money to pay my bills. It's not wrong. It's not wrong. That's a, it's a, it's an honest line of work. It's just that the expectations from the player going forward is that if I'm only here to make money, I probably the the feeling that I get when you struggle or when you succeed is not going to equal out as much as if the reason why I do it is because I'm 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 here. Like I know why I coach. Um, it took I coach. I like the relationship aspect of coaching. You know what I mean. Um, I'm not so crazy into data and analytics, although I, I, I'm very open-minded. I, I like to listen to, to what guys have to say and see if I can apply it easily to my guys. I enjoy the, the motivating, the relationship type aspect. I like the idea of a player of mine, you know, 10 years down the road calling me on, uh, on, uh, you know, Easter Passover or, uh, Christmas or Hanukkah and, and saying, Hey coach, how you doing? I, I I wish you a happy day or whatever it is. That's that's really why I, why I like doing what I'm doing. The, the game itself, competing and all that, I love. But um, I think Alex, when we're talking about finding your why, it's really important to hold on to that the whole way through because it's easy to get blind, get 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 off that path. Right. Yeah. If I can kind of add a, a personal side, um, I've I've shared a little bit of this kind of on my Instagram feed and stuff like that, but. Um, so when I was heading into my senior year of high school, uh, I was uncommitted. Uh, I was going to a prep school in Connecticut, uh, specifically for baseball. We were top 25 in the country. And, uh, my dad actually got diagnosed with cancer. Uh, you know, when, while I was still playing, I was uncommitted, no idea where I was going to go to school. Didn't like any of my options, but anyway, um, still had to deal with that kind of off the field stuff, uh, along with, you know, training and, and trying to commit to a college kind of all at the same time. And, uh, navigating my way through the process. And, uh, you know, long story short, you know, it was a, a year or so battle, but he ended up passing away right before the start of uh, my senior year in January, about two months before the season started. Sorry to hear still that. Uncommitted. No, no, it, I'll, I'll get to the punchline, but I still, still uncommitted. And, you know, here I am, uh, you know, heading into the season and I'm like, all right, this is the, the, uh, the classic movie moment, right? Where it's like, uh, this is my why, right? Like, this is what I'm going to go out here and do. I'm going to do it for my dad. You know what I mean? I'm going to commit to college. I'm going to have the best season of my life. And uh, I didn't, you know, I mean, I, I struggled. And to be honest, like I never really, a lot of different things happened. I talked about them earlier episodes. You know, I decided to uh, drop some weight, kind of change the, my style of play, change positions and stuff like that. But here I was with this massive reason to 
push myself beyond uh, reasonable limits, right? Like it's, it's one of those moments in life and, and one of those relationships in life that are extremely valuable when you lose it. It's, it's very inspirational, motivational. And it, it really wasn't for me. It, it, you would think it was, especially for people who know me, I'm, you know, I'm super motivated and things like that. Uh, and I don't know why, you know, I don't know why uh, I wasn't able to use it for the fuel that I really could have or should have. Um, to be honest, like year, year over year, when I got to the college level, I just kind of checked more and more out of the game uh, mentally. And it's just pretty remarkable for myself looking back and kind of knowing my tendencies, knowing my personality and, you know, not being able to elevate myself with that kind of reason and, and fire uh, within me and actually having a purpose to go out there every day, whether it was practice, lifting, games, and not being able to rise above um, is a little bit shocking, honestly. And so, you know, I more wanted to share that because, you know, it's not like uh, you can be a, a high school kid and your dad or, or parent or sibling has to pass away. But uh, I'm sure there's kids listening to this who are going through something. Uh, it could be a death in the family. It could be an illness in the family. It could be uh, struggling with grades. There's all these different uh, levels of distraction uh, that can get you off the course uh, from elevating your game and, and what we're talking about, really uh, keeping the purpose and perspective in the front of your mind uh, so that you can elevate everything about you know your, your baseball skills and, and your game. Um, and for, I just wanted to specifically talk to those parts of the audience, could be a parent as well. Um, you know, you just have to dig deep. Um, I've, I've learned later now that I'm not playing anymore, more how to dig deep. I, I regret that it took me kind of uh, longer. I wish I could go back and kind of uh, re rewind it five years and have a restart on the, on the baseball part and maybe give it one more try. Um, but you just have to dig deep. Uh, you have to find the perspective like we're talking about. Um, and I think the parent part of our audience is huge. Right. Um, like why, why are you doing everything for your kid? Is it for you? Is it, is it because you want Johnny to be the best player on the team so you can post on Facebook and Instagram and post his videos? Does, does Johnny want to be successful for himself? And, uh, I think for parents, you know, definitely it's look in the mirror time in terms of, you know, why, are, why are you really doing it? Are, do you love your, your son or daughter? Is that why you're doing it? Or are you doing it for you? Uh, to live through them because you weren't able to achieve, you know, some part of your childhood and, and something's missing for you. Uh, I, I just think for parents, it's look in the mirror time because those are valuable years. You know, don't throw it away and, and waste your time on the wrong things. Well, you know what, Alex, what I hear there, because these things that happen in our lives that are motivational, um, you know, aspects of what happens, you know, somebody passes away. So you have somebody with cancer in your family. These things happen from time to time, but it's that old saying, you know, motivation obviously is what gets you started, right? But habits and discipline is what keep us going, right? So we can, we can use these things as motivation and fuel, but ultimately, you know, all pain, any type of pain that we experience in life, whether it's emotional or physical, subsides. Eventually, it subsides. It doesn't matter if it's a broken hand, if it's you get your finger cut off, it doesn't matter if you break your hip, it, it doesn't matter if your, 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 your dad ran away from home when you were and left you at home when you were two years old. Um, the emotional pain of a divorce of a, eventually, right? If you allow it to, that, that emotional pain based on how our brains work and how our body heals itself will go away. What's left, right? Of, of, of 
of the motivation of when you started is the habits and discipline that you had to create and keep it going. When you talk about your why, it's a lot different than my why. And I think as coaches, if we don't, if we skip over that part of really connecting with our players, we will miss out um, on some of the the most the, the 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 easiest way to develop guys and understand what it is. For instance, if my why as a coach is different than a, a player's why, right? We we have we're going to be at odds all the time. I know a lot of coaches that their why was, hey, I just my why was I wanted to make it to the big leagues. Like that's what that's what. My father was in the big leagues or I knew somebody. My father loved baseball. My grandfather loved baseball. That's what everybody in my family did. My goal is to make it to the big leagues. Okay. For me, I know as a kid, I grew up in a really bad neighborhood and, and my family was poor. I was on welfare. Uh, it, baseball just gave me a really good feeling inside. I could do something even though I didn't have nice clothes, even though I didn't have uh, a, my family didn't have a car, even though it was, you know, I went to a public school with a thousand kids in it that, that were all misfits and all this other stuff. Baseball gave me a good feeling. I was content with staying out of trouble. So there's plenty of kids out there that use baseball as a, as a, as a tool and a way to escape, um, maybe getting into trouble. You know, there's so many different ways of what maybe some guys like it because girl, hey, girls like baseball players. So I'm going to go out for the baseball team. Do I have any intention of, of, uh, of being a big leaguer? No, not really. If it happens, it happens, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm using it for. Is that wrong? No, maybe. Maybe I'm, I'm a player in high school. Maybe I'm a guy in high school that I'm not even a baseball player. I've seen this so many times. Alex, how many times have you seen this? Not even a baseball player. He plays football. He's a, he's a quarterback on the football team. All the girls love him. Everybody like, hey, that's, uh, Lucky Luciano. He's the quarterback of the football team, right? Everybody loves him, <laughs> but he's not a baseball player. But the guys on the baseball team, his junior, senior year, keep hounding him, hounding him and going, Lucky, we need you. We need you to throw Cheetos out here, my guy. Let's go. Let's get out to the yard. Come on. Come on. And the guy goes, oh, I'm a good athlete. I can do it. I'm going to go. I'll do it for my friends. If that guy is around a coach that, that expects everyone to operate like a big leaguer and, and will take nothing less and is not willing to adapt to a personality, chances are so slim and impossible that he's going to get the most out of that guy. That particular guy, if I'm, if I'm a coach and I'm trying to adapt to my players rather than having my players adapt to what I'm doing, that guy, I'm going to treat differently. I'm going to treat differently. I'm going to treat him differently because He's just grateful for the opportunity to be out there with his friends. If I start blowing him up in front of people and treating him like, like uh, it's the end of the world, he's probably going to go, I don't need this. Get, this. get this trash out of here. I'm out. I'm going back to play football. So, so I think it's a key thing when we, when we notice things, when we understand what our why is, right? And, and, and again, everybody likes right or wrong answers. And this podcast is not usually about right or wrong answers because there's such a gray area with everybody. It's about this podcast is about finding out who we are, finding out what works for us, finding out individually as, as, uh, as kids going through the recruitment process or parents, what's going to work for our, our kid? What level is he at individually? You, you know, that, that, that's kind of more what we were, what we were focused on. But um, I just wanted to make sure we had, that, we had that point out there to make sure that everybody understands that if, again, if I'm a coach and my why is different than my player's why, which oftentimes it is, and the reason, and, and, and because we've already been through the game, but that's so, that's the reason why we really have to key on, key in on adapting to the player. When you were in school, Alex, um, and I was in school, the, the, there were classes that I really was not my, they weren't my, think about your favorite classes, right? That you took in school. They were, were they also your favorite teachers that were in those classes? 
What's that? And like my You're, my favorite teacher for my favorite classes? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, did you, well, like, didn't the teacher, even if it say, or even it wasn't, even if it wasn't your favorite class, didn't you ever say, ever have a situation where you had a cool teacher's person, a favorite teacher that you liked the way that they they translated the information and downloaded it to you, and even though it wasn't your strongest class, you were you were like, you know what, I'm still engaged here because I like this guy and I wanna I wanna perform for him yes. a little bit. You know what when I mean? You, when you put it that way, when you put it that way, for sure. I, w- I wouldn't say they would make it my favorite class, but definitely, yeah. I mean, like I can think of like one management class. Like I, I mean, I hated most most classes, especially in college. But yeah, I, I think when you put it that way, then definitely. Okay, yeah. and I wouldn't say on the, my favorite class. Though. Well, on the on the op- let me just ask on the opposite end of the spectrum. What about a class that you really like going into it? You were like, dude, I want to major yeah. in it, so I really like this. And the guy that was in the front was just completely like not engaging at all, you know, uh, um, very monotone, um, didn't really care about you learning. He cared about him just giving the information and you just like that could also drain the fun from someone out of it. And we got to always keep, keep in, keep in mind that there's a balance there too, right? Between we can, I've seen kids love, they've had their why and their why of, I I like my why of playing is because it's a ton of fun and I love to compete with my peers and, I, and, 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 and keep it as a healthy outlet. And they go to one, it all it takes is one coach to ruin a kid's experience. People don't realize that. It's just, they don't look around enough to see, because with now travel baseball and there's a million different options, like once right. money, once it becomes transactional, that means we have choices too. So a lot of the guys get frustrated. A lot of these coaches out there get frustrated that, hey, why is my program not doing well? This other guy's get, taking my players. You probably right. because, probably because people have options. The same way that if somebody goes to a car dealership and they give them a, a car that they have a lot of problems with, and if they're frustrated and 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 they don't like the experience, they're going to go to another car dealership. It's transactional. Right. No, hundred percent. So um, I don't know. I, I think I think for for today, what do you think, Alice? Do you do you have uh, you have anything else you wanted to add for today? I just wanted to keep this one. This one kind of like it's 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 by itself. It, I think it's something that people can just meditate on for a little while, you know, and think about why do I coach? Why do I play? You know what I mean? What 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 are those reasons? And 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 if we can get to the bottom of it and really understand what it is, um, I think it's going to help us help us a lot, you know, yeah. as far from a developmental standpoint. I think for let's spend five more minutes here or so. Um, like how if I'm a player, let's speak to the players now, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know my why. Um, and you might have a better answer than this uh, than I do uh, because of your experience coaching and kind of being around young athletes, kind of being an adult. But um, what are what are some tips that, that you could give uh, for a player who's, you know, wants to take their game to the next level, loves baseball, you know, does travel ball the whole bit, puts in the work, doesn't know their why? Uh, is it making a list? Is it uh, meditation? Uh, like what, what do you got for us, Ferbs, in terms of, you know, kind of helping that player out? Well, um, it's a great question. I think, uh, I think it's, uh, for me, I would probably start with figuring out what is the single most positive thought, um, that, that when I think of a baseball game or a baseball scenario, me in a game, at a game, what is, what is the single most positive thought that comes to my mind first? And, and for some guys, like for me personally, I like pregame. I, it's weird. I know a lot of this. I I know myself well enough to know it. I love to see my guys just like getting ready, putting on their cleats, smiling, talking about you know what went on the last game, how it is, what's going on in school for them right now. 
chopping it up in a dugout, hanging out, you know, laughing, smacking each other around. Like, I like that. I like this. I like the smell of the grass. I like, I like the, I'm more of a purist when it comes to that type of stuff. Um, you know, obviously as a coach, I have different, like, I think it changes too. I think we have to realize that your why, as you go, when you're not playing anymore, I'm, sh- I, I don't think that it's possible that you could have the same why, you know what I mean? When you, when you, when you shift from player to coach. And I think parents, there's so many different viewpoints here. Wait, what, what, what viewpoint are you taking for a player? I think it, you need to figure out what is it that really you love about the game? Is it your teammates aspect? Is it making memories with your teammates? It's okay. You know what I mean? Is it hitting a walk-off home run? And that's what your, what your why is. My why is that I, I like people to clap for me. You know, I, I love the, I love to be in the limelight and I love to be in the, in the spotlight. And I love, I'm a gamer. I like to entertain people. That's my why. I, I really enjoy it. If I wasn't playing baseball, I might be an actor on Broadway, right? Because I love to be an enter, I'm an entertainer at heart and I like people to, to, to clap for me. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that, like you said, when you write stuff down sometimes and you say you want to be a student of the game and you really care about finding ways and say like, what is it that, 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 that really hits me, hits home for me in, in this game? And if the why is, you know, I had a kid named Taven Kelly that played for me. He's going to Penn State. Um, his, his younger sister, she died of cancer, uh, when she was I think, five years old and it was heaven. And he constantly plays for that. Like that's his, and the kid is, he's borderline. I mean, his nickname is Loco. <laughs> his name is Taven Kelly. He's from Central Pennsylvania. His nickname is Loco because the way he plays the game is, is at a, at a, is at a, is at a very fast, high, high level pace, like a football guy. And, um, you know, the, the, like crazy legs, like crazy legs is no crazy legs is more. is not a football guy. Crazy legs is more. Of a, he's more of a Shout play, out crazy legs. Crazy legs. Josh Palacios, <laughs> that guy's more of a playboy than he is anything else. Yeah, that guy. That guy. <laughs> he's he likes he plays for the swagger for the swagger aspect of it. But um, right, crazy legs better be subscribed to this podcast, otherwise we're gonna need to have a chat. <laughs> we're gonna get bring him on as a guest pretty soon. But yeah, I think that'd be sweet. I think it is. I think it's uh, you know, that's what I would recommend first is figuring out. And and once you get that positive thought, because a lot of times, you know, we can let a lot of the negative thoughts creep in about the game. And as the game gets more transactional, and numbers start to matter more and more to stay on the field, and and um, jobs become you know fewer and far between. It's harder to get playing time, mm-hmm. and and it's harder to hit a, a, a you know as pitching gets better, it's harder to hit plus curveballs with depth and and, and hammer curveballs with. You know, with you know, th- the stuff becomes you know a-, a lot more precise. So understanding the why beforehand can really help us um, as it as it goes as it as it, uh, as, it as it narrows. You know, right? No, I love it. I think I think that was a great answer, and that that's my goal with this podcast. Is you know, you and I can go back and forth and and talk, but if there's just one thing that we can give advice on to like take action, because that's what it comes down to, right? Is, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to improve on anything or get any clarity if you don't take some sort of action. It doesn't have to be a physical action, but um, I, I think those are all good points. Um, for me, my advice would be, uh, and I can speak from experience more on the business side, because I didn't really capture kind of these uh, intangible skills until I was done playing. Uh, but it's all about kind of perspective, reflection, understanding that your worst day is it could be someone's best day. Um, it's kind of my mentality uh, that I try to fall back into. I don't I don't always succeed with that. You know, I definitely get caught up in kind of the crap days and, you know, stress and things like that. But for the most part, what keeps me grounded is just kind of that mentality that like, OK, this is the worst thing that happens today or, or this week or even this month. Uh, things are pretty good. Yeah. You know, I have my health. 
you know, I have my family's health and uh, it has to be genuine. You can't fake yourself into that mentality. And I think I tried to when I was a lot younger. It yeah. could be a maturity thing. Um, you know, like I'm, I'm 25 now and it's been, you know, kind of a six to eight month window here where I'm kind of turning a corner and, and starting to get gra- a grasp I, on these things. But um, yeah. I think I also, also to just to, just to wrap this up and, and just because why is such an important question on so many levels. And I don't think people understand the power of it is that when we start getting when it comes to anything, there are questions that when it comes to picking a college. Why am I picking that particular college? Why? Tell me why yeah. I'm picking it. Tell me when I'm, I'm, I'm with a hitting instructor and he tells me to do a certain drill and I ask why. Most kids don't. Most players just go, you want me to, you want me to do this? Okay. You want me to stand on my head and do head spins like break dance? Okay. I'll do that. Why? I don't know why because you told me to. You know, these, the, it's right. so, it's so key to be able to ask why in so many, if, oh, you want me to play for your travel team? Why? Why do you want me to play there? Right. Because I'm a good player. I'm ranked in. Uh, I'm ranked in this thing, or because you have some legitimate place to develop me as. A, a, and 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 you can show me track records of people and uh, parents, not just players, that have played with you under your tutelage in your program, and they can come back and give me really positive feedback about their experience that you treat people fairly and honestly, and 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 right. and you know, there's not there's not politics and there's no ego involved. Like, it, I don't. So many times we just take people's word because the guy played at a certain level or because he did something that uh, – And it, listen, all that stuff doesn't matter. When it comes down to developing athletes, it's great to have knowledge and play at a certain level. We still have to understand why we're doing it. You know, so I would say, I would say use that question often, as often as you can. Um, if somebody says they want you to revamp your whole entire pitching mechanics um, and you say why, uh, sometimes they'll say something that makes sense. Sometimes they don't. And Whatever they say, and if you say why again, it just gets to a point where people just, if you keep asking why, if the person really doesn't understand their why, they won't be able to answer you anymore. They'll just go, I don't know. I don't really know why I'm telling you to do that. Why are you telling me to change right. my, why are you telling me to change my arm slot? I've been having good, uh, because I think you're going to get hurt if you throw like that. Why? Yep. Uh, because I saw If I could drop. Go ahead. go ahead. No, no, go, go. No, I was going to say, if I could drop one bomb to kind of wrap this up, yep. it would be, and it's kind of corny, but if you figure out why you're doing what you're doing, the what will find a way to, to work itself out in the end, you know? Yeah. So I just think it's, it's a, it's a principle thing. Um, doesn't have to be baseball. Could be, uh, like you said, picking a college, could be a job, could be, you know, why do I have to make my bed? You know what I mean? Because the what is, it just, you know, makes you organized, makes you feel healthy, makes you feel like you have your act together. Yep. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a habitual thing. Um, so once you figure out why you're doing what you're doing, doesn't have to be baseball, just life in general. You know, I feel like you're going to start to see the what really, you know, come together in a way that might even surprise yourself. So that's kind of the, the wisdom bomb of the day from Lucky Luciano that I wanted to leave the people with. Uh, you know, we're all about the people. So. Um, yeah, well, that's a good. corny, but that's, that's what all I got. good. No, I like it. My last why lucky Luciano is why do you keep your hair so perfectly shaded? Like when you wake up and why do you do that? Why does it, why does it look like a shark fin when you, when you do your hair like that? You know, you part, it's, when you part it perfectly, why do you look, do you, you make sure I know you, you're in the mirror before you leave the house. And if one hair is out of, what kind of gel do you put in there? Lucky Luciano? Is it activated? So, so. No, not, I don't even know what activator is. So first of all, I, I don't know the brand. I don't know the brand. 
but I'm definitely going to holler at them on Instagram, you know, sponsor me and Ferbs, you know, you know what, between us, we got a decent following, you know, I think we, I know you don't have the hair, but you know, maybe we can, you know, find a creative advertising uh, campaign for the both of us here. What do you mean? All I got to um, do, I'm going to go down to Maury's wigs and then I buy a wig. So then I could put the gel in my wig and look yeah. like you. So it's, and I'm telling you, it's, uh, it, Honestly, it's a funny question. And you, you know, you always, you know, we go back and forth about the hair and, and always crispy and things like that. But it's a habitual thing. Like I just hold myself to a standard. You know, I want to look a certain way and it's not to impress anybody. It's for myself. And I, you hear girls talk about that a lot of time. It's more just, uh, I feel like the way I represent and carry myself, uh, is important. Um, especially being in the business world. Uh, like when I was in college, for example, never gelled my hair. This was, this was a business thing that started one day that I just haven't stopped doing. Um, like even if I'm not going to the office, I'm working from home. Like today, hair gelled. Like it just, it's a, <laughs> I love it. I love, I love a, to see it, man. Good job. Yeah. Too. It's a habitual thing. No, but it's, it's, it's important, you know, pick up on these little habits, pick up what's important to you. Don't just, you know, it's easy to look at it and be like, ah, he just wants to, you know, look good for so-and-so or whatever. Uh, and that's part of it. We all want to look good. Everyone wants to look respectable, but it's, it's just, uh, it's about your character. I'm not saying you have to gel your hair to have character or anything like that, but just stay true to who you are and know why you're doing it. And if it's for yourself genuinely, then just kind of do you and, and, you know, I love don't it. take shit from anybody, especially, you know, DJ Ferbs over there. You know, <laughs> I love he always it. comes I love in on. <laughs> He always comes in on his bald, his bald high horse over here trying to holler at me. I love it, Tucho. Listen, I want to tell all of our, all of our, every, all of our subscribers, um, please leave us a couple of stars if you like what we're talking about here. You guys should all feel really good about the fact that Lucky Luciano's hair, even if he's home and he's not out, is still gelled perfectly with a part in the middle. You can rest easily tonight, everybody out there. That Tucho is sitting at home with his hair completely, it's bulletproof right now. Every Everything's in place. So anyway, guys, until next time, Alex, you want to take you want to take us out, take us home out here. Yeah, absolutely. So guys, definitely leave us more than a few stars if you enjoyed it. Uh, you know, five stars would be appreciated. You know, if if you don't like how Ferbs, you know, kind of comes at me sometimes, you know, four is okay, and we'll, and we'll know why you, why you left four and not five. But yeah, definitely, you know, share share this with your teammates. You know, we're trying to really grow this organically. Um, you know, it's obviously for our listeners, parents, players coaches um so just please share it tag us in your story a bunch of people have it's been really cool to see um we're just trying to build this up and it's all for you guys so um also if you don't if you're coming from my audience you'll cool to see um we're just trying to build this up and it's all for you